It's our final week, week number six, and we are the Killing Pablo group, the drug lords. I'm Emily. I'm Chris. <laughs> I'm Ashlyn. <laughs> and this week, we read the end of our book, and it was pretty intense because we had to read about how Pablo Escobar finally got taken down and how he was killed. It goes up. It goes on to talk about how, like, there was this one guy who, when they were finding Pablo, they just got on the phone with him and realized that it was him, and they realized it from his window because he, like, backed mm-hmm. up, and they were, like, totally shocked because they just saw, like, the biggest drug lord ever, you know, and they couldn't even believe their own eyes and because to narrow it down to one little house in one little yeah. area in this world. Especially when he'd be, like, planting things so that they couldn't find him. And somehow they were, like, at the right place at the right time. You guys Um, I guess it starts off, right? So before he gets taken down, the, what's it called? Los Pepes, right? And they're, they're back again. They're going on a killing spree, and they're under killing Pablo's family. And so now Pablo, he offers, like, a negotiation to, like, he will surrender if his family is able to go to, like, another country to be safe. Yeah. But here's the catch. None of the other countries want his family because they feel like his family's going to start up another cocaine business. Like Germany denied him. France denied him. I think Canada denied him too. So now they're just stuck in Colombia. And now Pablo's just angry because he doesn't know how to get them to safety, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting to see, like, throughout the book, he's always, like, pleaded, like, for the sake of his family. Like, he never wanted his family to go down for his yeah. crimes. You know what I mean? I noticed that, too, because, like, I've always noticed with Pablo. Because I don't think born. he even wanted them to know that he was in that business. He kind of always denied it, too. So I don't really know how, like, big mental issues, like, health issues were back then, like, yeah. during this time period. But I wonder what Pablo may have had that made it so that, like, maybe he had goals of success, but making him such a bad guy. It, it maybe wasn't even his fault. It was probably the violence he grew up in. Because at yeah. the beginning of the book, we did read about, like, the La Vinza. And, and you know what? That's, like, a, a common theme with, like, these big drug dealers is that they were often, like, abused when they were younger. Or they grew up in houses where people were selling drugs. So they were just used to it. You know what I mean? Whereas this was probably, like, a normal life for Pablo, you know? Yeah, he just, but he never wanted his family to be involved with it, so. Yeah, that's what his son was saying, saying how, like, he thinks his dad took the shot for him because he believes it was kind of like his father's way of kind of like evening things out for the family. Yeah. Like that he wasn't always there for them in the most father mater- like maternal way, but like he gave them something. I mean, I'm to- sure he supplies his family, you know what I mean? Like, Money-wise. <laughs> Money-wise, but obviously he's not there a lot. He's probably got like, but People. I do. I don't think it's fair that other countries would deny them, because I mean, unless they like directly connected them with the crimes they committed, people would totally be out for them yeah. and want to kill them too. You know what I mean? Well, they also say in the book like the Los Pepe's were also people committing murders. It wasn't just Pablo. Yeah. They were the ones who, they were the key in the getting Pablo to get brought down. Yeah. Then again, the U.S. saw Los Pepe's as like. People, good people trying to well, stop I mean, Pablo, but they didn't. They weren't. The they they weren't great people, but they were like doing a cause that was needed good to be done. For the US, you know what I mean? Like, because nobody could take Pablo down. He was yeah. too powerful. And obviously, like 
for those pepes they were doing like dirty work you know and that's something like if the government was doing that that wouldn't fly by but if it was like a separate group of people it didn't really matter they like, have to like listen to rules or something yeah it didn't really matter how or like how they were catching pablo even if it meant like doing illegal things to get out i think overall it was a very interesting book at first it was hard to get into with all the history of it but honestly learning that background knowledge kind of makes it a little bit not like I don't want to say understanding because I don't understand what Pablo did everything he did was wrong in every way but it kind of gives you like a sense of the violence that went down in his time period to make him think the things he were doing was okay you know what I'm saying yeah what are your guys' overall thoughts on the book I mean I don't think he thought what he was doing was okay I think it's just like once you start getting money, it's almost like an addiction. You have to keep going higher. Like you want to be the best. You want to make the most. I don't think he wanted to do it because nobody wants to be like on the run for that long, you know, constantly. I mean, even though he was tough, he had to have constantly been living in fear because everybody was out to get him. You know what I mean? And then like even during that interview, they had asked him like, who would he fear the most out of all of his enemies? And he couldn't say anybody. He was just like, I don't fear anybody. But yeah. I think, honestly, but that's that has to be a lie. fearing everybody. He's kind yeah. of like hiding. Yeah. No, I think he probably just grew up in a bad environment and he started getting into this business and it honestly just got out of hand because he saw the money that he could make from it and not a lot of people want to take that risk to get involved in that heavy drug trafficking. You know what I mean? It's crazy to think that, like, the majority of the drugs nowadays are probably, like, not necessarily from this, but this was the start of, like, how it got yeah. trafficked so far yeah. in the United States. Well, I mean, he, not even the United States, he brought drugs to, like, every country. You know what I mean? He made it the problem. And then, like, I know my other class, I've been learning about how, like, the United States needed the money. And so, like, in most co- poverty communities, like, mm-hmm. that's why they started selling drugs. And then, like, the Reagan-Bush administration came in with the war on drugs to target people selling drugs, which wasn't fair because it was, like, they were doing it to make an income that was, like, reliable enough to support them. But it was only them being targeted because they had no other choice. So I feel like in Pablo's case, that's similar because Mm -hmm. they had no choice. They were just making the money they knew how to make. Yeah. Okay. On to the point, I guess. Oh, we got to talk. Hold on. So, right, Pablo ends up dying, and this is how he dies, right? So, there are these drones in the sky, right? They traffic calls. So, when Pablo was on on the line talking to family members because it was his birthday, he planted this fake one. And so, the search block and those tapes were on the move to try to catch him, I guess. And so, he makes another phone call as he's running or escaping. He gets caught in this house, right? And the search block is already in the house. And they're trying to shoot, they're trying to shoot, but Pablo has, you know, guards, guys everywhere. And so I think it was like three bullets that this guy shot through a wall and ended up killing Pablo that way. And then when they, when they end up killing like all of Pablo's guards, they turn over his body and then there's, he is dead on the floor. That's how he dies. That's so gruesome. I couldn't, I had to like skip past it. Like when they shot him. I couldn't read it. Yeah. Wow. Wow. 
I I wish it would have gone a different way in the ending. I could say that, yeah. but it also he he made his it's own choices. It's kind of like so many things are like he was in prison and then he escaped prison. Yeah, I would have thought he would have just stayed in prison. To be honest. Same. Honestly, I feel like that would have been better. Because like, he was rot, like rotting in prison. He was all throwing parties, and to him it was like luxury yeah. life in there. Yeah. What's the big? Oh, I guess so. Um, so now we need to discuss who took Johnny from last week's documentary. Oh, John Bosch. Yeah. Uh, Wasn't this the uh, one with, like, his mom? The newspaper? Yeah, the, 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 newspaper, the newspaper boy. boy. Yeah, I guess it's just... I feel like his boy. mom did something, because for I him to come so. back... And her not keep her son, but like, come here with open arms, like, you can't ever leave my side again. Yeah. Her mom didn't show, like, any emotion at all. Yeah, and that was... But it could have been just her. When you guys think about it, there's never been, like, a situation like that before. So maybe she was just trying to be strong, you know, to everybody else. Because nobody even knew what a pedophile was. Nobody ever even heard that word. So they thought, like... Who would want to take a child? That was kind of like against the normal back then. Like nobody would take a child. But then there was that other guy, I forget his name, the one who was in prison. And he said that he was at the kidnapping when the guy kidnapped Johnny. Then again, he said he was forced, but I don't know. Yeah. And then like people were questioning if he actually was telling the truth or not. I feel like he was. I feel like, I don't know. And I feel like he might have just actually been part of it and he wasn't forced against his will. But it's also like, why would he do that? Like, maybe. snitch knowing that there's still like the people out there. But that then at the time, it. I think he said he was like 15, 16 at the time of the kidnapping when that happened, right? When he was forced mm-hmm. or something like that. He wasn't like 20 or something like that. He was at a teenager age, I guess. Wait, yeah. who forced him? I missed that part. It was the guy who kidnapped Johnny. Because he was well, yeah. Emilio, I think. Yeah, but Emilio. Who forced him is what I want. Emilio. I think he just. Wanted... You don't know. Well, he who he forced was, who? Well, Emilio was the guy behind the whole kidnapping. Yes, and we're saying that he was the one that the did. one who was what was in prison was a victim as well, oh. and he was being forced to kidnap Johnny to like help out, and then also like molested him and everything. But he did go into detail of like the scars and the birthmarks that he had. So, like, obviously they did have some connection at some point, you know? Like, he couldn't just be making himself up, and what would be the point? Well, one thing the mom said that, like, confused me, she was like, well, drug trafficking at the time wasn't a thing, but that's truly how I feel like where Johnny ended up. But, like, how... And not drug trafficking, sexual trafficking, I'm sorry. Stuff. <laughs> but yeah so like how did she think that but there wasn't even a correlation with that yet like i feel like something had to have happened to her son she tried to hide and maybe had these know. people come in. and then like the same thing started happening like in the area like literally the same exact situation mm-hmm. but it's just crazy how that guy like took them to this house that was in the middle of the middle of nowhere and like showed them and everything but he has no like no idea what could have happened to him after that yeah and then he came home and visited his mom but then just left yeah. they never saw him again i don't get that part i don't I really don't because if you're if your kid comes back how are you just gonna like just not leave him. yeah let him go again i mean you, you've been you wouldn't. 
for how long? You would have, like, fought for their life right then. You would have been hugging them right there, like, saying, you're never leaving my side, you know? Unless it's, like, she was, like, go back out there. Like, she didn't kind of want him to come back. So I yeah. feel like that has to be something along the parent. And then when she was saying on the news, like, Johnny, we're here. Like, most mothers would be open arms. I was just, like, I didn't feel a motherly yeah. vibe from but, You know, the thing is, like, it's hard to imagine how somebody could spend so much time of their life involved in, like, sex trafficking. You, you think about how could they never get out. But, like, him, most of these kids are taken when they're really young. And they're, like, so scared that they're, like, groomed into doing these things. You know what I mean? Like, they make them believe that they have to be there. Because there's no way that you – there wouldn't be a single chance for you to not escape when you're moving all across the country. There's, like, no way. Because you, you always have a chance. Yeah. You're always going to be, like, a door open, not everyone checking in on you. Yeah. But he, he probably just got groomed into it, so maybe he won't ever come want to go home. Maybe he went home to, like, say hi to his mom, but he didn't want to stay long. I don't know. Like, yeah. he was kind of ashamed of who I don't know. That's just that, – that whole short story. Do you have any thoughts, Chris? Well, I mean, it was crazy was how it was all planned, you know? The three cars, it was all planned to take Johnny, I guess. Like, from the three corners and stuff like that. Yeah. And wait, was this, was this the story with the mitten, or is that way different? I think that was different. With the what? Okay, uh, so never yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah, never All mind. right, let's talk about the, um, <laughs> the short story. So we did the Cali Cartel, and when I was rooting it, it's, like, exactly the same thing as Killing Pablo. Like, it starts off the exact same way. It's, like... These guys, they start selling, like, marijuana out of their house, making small amounts of money. And then, of course, like, they're not making enough money from selling marijuana. So then they start selling cocaine. And it got to the point, it says in here, I think they they were making, like, $7 billion a year. From cocaine. From cocaine, yeah. And since there wasn't, like, a hard-line policy from, like, DA or any of, like, countries, it was easier for them to commit these crimes yeah. without, like, well, having it, any regulation. It says, yeah, so they controlled 80% of the market in Europe for cocaine. 80%. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, it, like... Would refine operations from, like, Colombia to Peru and Bolivia. And these people had um, broken away from Pablo Escobar's um, cartel and made their own one. There was a few leaders. I can name them then. There was Roberto Rodriguez Arrugula and Miguel Rodriguez Arrugula. I can't say names for life of me, but it was basically the Arrugula brothers who came together and they broke away from Pablo's and, uh, cartel, and they started bringing up their own, which is from a little small town called Cali inside of Colombia. And that's how they started to sell. But as soon as they got into the cocaine business, I think they were against Pablo at that point, or it was competition yeah, against competition. Pablo. And so when they started selling cocaine, I think Pablo like started like killing their guys in the Cali cartel. Because they were selling cocaine, I think, in their territory. Well, it even says around the Cali cartel eventually became the biggest, most powerful crime syndicate we've ever known. So there's definitely competition there. 
then again, they could have came into that power like after Pablo was killed, because mm-hmm. the Kelly Cartel stopped in like two thousand five or six, I think. I don't know, one of those two years, and they were just in a lot of competition against Pablo. Yeah. And they also got into like the whole like Russian mafia and stuff like that too, which is like yeah, whack. Because like I mean, over there in Colombia, they were making billions of dollars. Like they had seven, the, seven to nine billion. They basically had the power of the world because how much debt countries are in, and these people didn't have debt. They were just yeah. selling drugs, making money, and they're breaking laws like crazy. But then there was no one to basically stop them because there was no like. I mean, there was DEA's like monitoring stuff being shipped into the U.S., but it was like hard to target all the, like different areas. Yeah. I think it also talks about how they did like some like social cleansing thing where like in Colombia all like the homeless people, the 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 poverty for children and stuff like that, I think they just masked most of them and then dumped them into a river. And that river was known as like River of Death or something like that. Which was I don't, I don't know how they could just kill a bunch of innocent people like that. And it's just okay. Like all very messy. Well, what's our heart rate, guys? It's Thanksgiving. Oh, not happy. I'm working Thanksgiving, guys. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's my new complaint every week. Oh, it's about this job. Anything good? No, I'm missing Thanksgiving dinner. Like, <laughs> I'm missing Thanksgiving dinner all day. Anyone seen so. to be at where you're working oh. for Thanksgiving? Oh, wait, you're going to a college visit. Probably gonna be working. <laughs> Probably not. How about your boyfriend? How's he? Um, he might get his car taken away again. So, <laughs> okay. well, both of us not great. We dropped. Not great. Do you actually? He just got his car back yesterday. He might get it taken away after school. Wow. So. <laughs> Thank you for listening to him. Unless Chris wants to add something. I don't, I don't I'm going to just do whatever. I Chris want, is I just guess. chilling every weekend. I think I might just go to the movies. I don't help people. That's exciting. Well. I'm going to hit people for Black Friday, definitely. Uh, guess who's working Black Friday? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been a fun podcast group with you guys. I've enjoyed reading the book. It was definitely very gruesome and definitely very interesting to read. But. Towards the end of the book. Towards the end of the book. Yeah. <laughs> guess my bad, but I guess it could be the final episode of Drug Lords. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Have Bye. a great Thanksgiving. Bye.